Today's show is brought to you by Hearst Ranch Grass-Fed Beef, available on the internet at hearstranch.com. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby, broadcast live to the Cosmos on the Heritage Radio Network. Happy Monday, and welcome to our 100th episode of Woo. Cutting the Curd. <laughs> I wish we would have cowbells or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and we do. We have a full house here in the studio with us at Roberta's. Um, we are going to be celebrating our 100th episode with uh, a special show that, that Sophie has geniusly titled Pear on the Air. <laughs> I think I, I kind of stole that from Dimitri, so... Thank you, Dimitri. I, I have to say that just on the no air problem. in front of everyone. <laughs> You're a poet. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, we are here with uh, Lee Friend, pastry chef um, at Casa Lula Cheese and Wine Cafe, Dimitri Saad, who is the premier cheese sourcer at Casa Lula, and Brian Kaiser, who is the owner of Casa Lula, um, and uh, we're really excited to um, just, you know, have a big cheese party and see uh, what pairings work with which yep. cheeses. Yep. Um, and we're going to talk about how you can do this at home, too. So all of you out there can also celebrate our 100th episode in your own special way. <laughs> or if you're lazy, you can just go to Casalula and have yeah. them do it for you. And it's so delicious. So yes. we would we would recommend that highly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be fun to talk about all these different condiments that um, Lee and Dimitri have brought because it's not your average, you know, honey and walnuts. We have some really cool stuff here. Um, so I think what we're going to do is um, we've, we've got, well, let's see. Now we have more cheeses. We started off with five. Now we have seven cheeses yeah cheeses um and so uh we'll just kind of go uh cheese by cheese and i think then talk about um which condiments um lee and dimitri think would go the best with each one and then of course we'll have to taste them and you know make lots of chewing noises on the radio (laughs) no i'm just kidding we won't do that um but so uh where do you recommend we start do you recommend we start with the salvatore or do you want to start with one of um one of your special cheeses uh, we could start with the Salvatore. That's usually how we would start the cheese plate with a fresh cheese. Okay. Um, so our first cheese of the night then will be Salvatore Smoky Ricotta, which is a delicious ricotta um, made from a blend of whole cow's milk and cow cream um, sourced from Hudson Valley Fresh. Um, then it's lightly smoked with cherry wood. Um, it just gives it kind of a nice milky flavor, but also a slightly toasted quality. Um so what do you guys think? If you could see this, everybody out there, there's like so many weird, wonderful, colorful things on the table to pair with these cheeses. So yeah, we took we took some great photos. So we'll be sure to post them on the episode page. You can check out after the show airs. Yeah. But so what do you think, Lee? What do we have? Um, typically Just with talk right in the microphone. Typically with our fresh cheeses, we choose something um, more mild, I would honestly say to bring out the freshness of the cheese um the condiments that we brought with us today um are really going to be a lot of fun to pair with because we don't have the repertoire that we do at casa lula um but as far as the um smoky ricotta that we have in front of us i gosh i would say 
we need to start tasting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where, um, sh- where shall we begin? We've brought a variety of condiments in front of us today. Um, things that will not only challenge your taste buds, but um, create different textures and flavors along with the pairings of the cheeses. Yeah, uh, so let me just jump in and say that how we would start with this case, like if we have a new cheese that we haven't tried before, what we do first is taste the cheese and just see what pops into mind. So you think about the flavors that are in the cheese, and then you think about what other flavors might go well with that. And then you also take into consideration texture and and other things. But <clears throat> the first step is to taste the cheese. So I think we should start with that. All right. Sophie, you want to start go. this? Okay. We're passing and, around the bucket right. of cheese. And while we pass it around, I have to say that there's a very distinctive flavor that I remember the first time we tasted this cheese. We kind of all... First thing that popped into our mind was, and if I should just say it, is... Um, Toasted, mar- you know, roasted marshmallows. Yeah, I definitely like get a, a toasted marshmallow like a thing. Quality. type of thing. So, absolutely, it's um, it's got a really nice toasty, buttery flavor to it that is very reminiscent of my nostalgic days of of roasting marshmallows over an open fire, camping. <laughs> I remember once, yeah, I was begging you to come up with a s'mores um, pairing. And I think you guys did it for a little while, we, didn't we you? Did, we did, and we still do. We, oh, that's um, great. Originally, we paired it with a chocolate ganache and graham crackers that we were made in-house. Uh, now we are pairing it, when we had it recently, we paired it with chocolate graham crackers. So mm. kind of combining the two into one. Wow. Um, so, I mean, kind of based on that, I think from what we have in front of us, uh, perhaps the pecan twill would be a good choice. I agree. It's got a good um, texture to it. Uh, the pecan twill that we serve is crispy, um, nutty, lots of brown sugar, um, and what, it's addictive. What is a twill <laughs> for all of us yeah, out there who don't know a, what a twill is? It's a thin is. cookie. Um, it's, it's usually a sugar-based uh, cookie that you bake on a sheet, and you can break up in pieces or cut it with a cutter um, so it's a thin thin sugary cookie okay now I'm gonna to facilitate the tasting process I'm gonna put the twill on a plate and then we can just pass the cheese and the twill all at once <laughs> and then so for this pairing it it seems like you're kind of matching the flavor of the cheese a little bit you've kind of got those um, almost caramelly, roasty flavors with the smoked ricotta, and then this like cookie has that kind of burnt sugar almost. Quality. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, when we when we had done a s'more pairing at Casa Lula, we had served it with a homemade graham cracker and a ganache that that really you could just take it and make it like a sandwich, make it your own s'more. Yeah, it's mm. almost like an ice cream sandwich, but with cheese. But with cheese. <laughs> Um, you can kind of do it like nachos. The twill is like a little, um, it's like a little crispy cookie, and I could just see digging the whole thing in. Um, but the flavors uh, work really nicely together. It's really delicious. Um, and I think, you know, you still get the smoky flavor from the cheese, and you get a really nice, you know, like you said, caramelized nuttiness from the uh, from the twill, it's 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 dessert for sure. <laughs> yeah, I like starting with dessert. <laughs> and, and with this pairing, you really hit two of the kind of the. I mean, there are no rules to pairing. Um, that's something I like to make clear. It's like whatever you like to eat together, 
is what goes well together. So what if you like it, then it works. Um, but two rules of thumb is like you either want to complement or contrast. And so here we have complementing flavors, but contrasting textures. Definitely. So you have the creamy ricotta and then this crispy, crunchy cracker or cookie. And um, so here you really, those are two kind of rules of thumb that we go for when we're pairing these things. Now, what about, I mean, so this was delicious, but just for the sake of, you know, um, digging into all these delicious condiments, um, would you guys ever go for a savory pairing with this cheese? Um, and do you think anything here would fit the bill there, or sh- or should we move on to cheese number two? Uh, oh. Yeah, I think savory, savory pairings could work, definitely. Um, from the ones we have here in front of us, another one I Although I'm not sure if it's exactly a savory, it's kind of an in between stage. Maybe the pine nuts, the rosemary pine nuts. So I agree. Like, mm, I agree. That sounds like a um, good idea. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I I believe that the it's 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 easier sometimes for us to want to just go um, initially with something that's gonna complement. Um, but the fun part about what we do at Casalula is we taste everything. So sometimes you're going to get that third experience from something that is completely unexpected. Um, but it's natural for us to, to stick with those characteristics of a cheese and go with a condiment that has those similar characteristics. That was also really, yeah. really good. Um, the rosemary pine nuts, it took it to like an Italian grandma level. Um, totally. <laughs> yeah, and I was just thinking about this just popped in my head, but cooking too, you know, pine nuts and a fresh cheese, that's something that I might have in a pasta. So it makes sense that it'd be great, you know, kind of isolated and broken down for a, for a cheese pairing, which is kind of maybe a good way to think of it for people at home. What you what you would want to yeah. cook with together exactly. if you if you reduce it and sort of um, deconstruct it could be a good a good condiment. Um, could tell us how you made the rosemary pine nuts. Those are really good and they're and they're savory, but there's also a touch of sweetness there. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a fine line between. It, it's really up to the individual whether you want to consider it a sweet or savory pairing. <clears throat> so we take um, the pignoli nuts and we mix it with clover honey a little bit of salt and fresh chopped rosemary. It's as simple as that. And we bake it in the oven until they get lightly golden brown. The honey caramelizes the outside of the nuts. Sometimes you get these really nice clusters, um, but they can easily be broken up into into individual kernels. Um, If you were cooking it in an application, say a pasta or um, anything else you choose to do with it, and I think it's become definitely one of our staple condiments at Casa Lula because, because it's so flexible. Um, it's really up to the, the cheese's characteristics to bring out either the, the more sweetness of the honey or the savoriness of the pine nut. How many condiments would you say you guys um, sort of make or stock on average? Um, what, what's, your, what's your arsenal consist of? <laughs> I would say we have about um, 25 to 30 different condiments um, every every given day. But um, since I've been at Casa Lula, we have created well over 100 different condiments to go with cheeses. Cool. Cool, yeah. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with um, seasonality as well, which is very relative in cheese. Well. well, so that oh, it's such a perfect segue. Okay, so cheese number two 
is a seasonal cheese that's just come back for the year. It's called Pipe Dreams Bouche, um, and it is a um, a fresh. Well, it's a bloomy rind goat's milk cheese. Um, it looks like a scent more, which is a log shaped goat's milk cheese that comes from uh, the Loire Valley in France. It's coated with vegetable ash, um, and it has a very chalky texture, but then it really kind of melts in your mouth. Um, and the flavors are, it's quite tangy and acidic, but then you also get a little bit of that muskiness um, that you want from a, a good goat's milk cheese. Um, so I'm going to pass the plate around and have everybody try that. Um, and maybe you guys can um, start brainstorming about what kind of a condiment might suit this cheese. Um. Yeah, I, I f- personally feel that um, a lot of uh, more bloomy rinded goat's milk cheeses take very well to acid. Mm. Um, we have some yellow pepper uh, jelly in front of us. It's just a different version of a red pepper jelly. That anything that I, I kind of feel is more American, a lot of red pepper jellies and cream cheese and crackers show up on people's plates around the holidays. Um, so we took that and we've paired it with a lot of our bloomy rinded goat's milk cheeses. Yeah, that's definitely a, a popular pairing and people really tend to like it a lot. Um, the yellow and the red jellies also are really nice because when you're looking at pairings for us, especially in the restaurant, and even for you at home, um, the aesthetics of it also are, are important. Not They're not the first thing on the list. I mean, flavors are the most important. Then textures and then, you know, further down the list there are aesthetics, but um, the uh, the addition of something nice, nice bright red on a cheese plate or yellow um, can really add a lot to the presentation and to the, the whole experience. So the yellow pepper jelly um, or red pepper jelly, which we've used in the past, is definitely a favorite with the uh, with the goat cheeses, the bloomy rinded goat cheeses, ash covered ones. Um, another one I would also I think believe we have is the curd, um, a lemon. And sweet basil curd. Ooh, that looks yeah. good. That looks like mayonnaise, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I was I was questioning how to describe the texture of a curd, and it's saucy, but yet it's thick. It's yeah, delicious. And I came up with it's an emulsion. Uh, really, it's you're emulsifying eggs, some sort of acid, sugar, and butter, essentially. It's like and kind, kind and of the, like a sweet mayonnaise, you could say. Yeah. Um. Well, this looks really, really amazing. Um, and I have to say, on our on our last show, um, we spoke with a French cheesemonger named uh, Marwan Amour, who was talking about um, a competition that happens each year at the Salon du Fromage, um, which is called the Lire d'Or. And it's about creating a cheese plate and um, creating a cheese plate that is a variety of, you know, textures and styles of cheeses presented, you know, whole forms are cut and then with different um, condiments and it's based uh, the judging is based on you know not only the presentation but also you know a little bit on that aesthetic thing that you guys were touching on which certainly isn't the most important taste is always the most important but um, to have these uh, these colors and these textures is definitely really striking especially with the goat cheese which is so white in the center then has that beautiful black ash on the rind Okay, so I just tasted this with the lemon basil curd, and it's really great. It's kind of like a lemon cheesecake. Mm. I don't know, but like very light and, I don't know, definitely great for spring, I feel like, as the goat cheeses are coming back. And that flavor really shines through, but it's kind of like heightened by the brightness of the lemon. It's really good. Yeah. 
I, I will make a comment on the curd. It's um, it's not uh, lemon basil as in the leaf. It's it is lemon curd studded with. Um, sweet basil seed. So you don't actually get the uh, brightness of the basil in the curd, um, but you get a nice nice visual with the curd, similar to a lemon poppy seed. Hmm. Wow. And then, and I just tried with the pepper jelly, which is a totally different experience. Yeah. The, The first one, the lemon curd was very soft and kind of, you know, very summery and um this one actually this one is summery too but in a different way it's it's spicy you know it's more um has a little bit more panache to it um but i think i actually like the first pairing a little bit better um i feel like you know that pepper jelly is is quite intense and for me i felt like the first pairing those two flavors just really melded in a in a beautiful way I, I think that brings up a good point, which uh, I actually like the second one better. I like the pepper jelly. I mean, I like them both a lot, but to me, the pepper jelly jumps a little bit more, um, which just brings up the importance of the issue of it's all subjective. Everybody has different tastes. I've never been to a tasting. I don't think even amongst ourselves where we've all 100% agreed on one pairing, have we? Like there's always. <laughs> no, our palates are all are all so different. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, just to reiterate what Dimitri said, which can kind of be a takeaway from from our cheese party today, but if it tastes good to you, it's probably a good pairing, which I think is is a good rule, because sometimes, you know, people get a little intimidated about making a cheese plate, or what to pair, and what not to pair, and I think that's that's a good message. Yeah, and the only thing that we would kind of advocate, excuse me, at Casa Lula is, you know, just to try to come up with something unusual. Like, don't be afraid to try yeah. different things with cheese. I mean, people, you know, when they think of pairing cheese with with food pairings, with condiments, you know, often the same things come up more kind of almonds, maybe some olives, mm-hmm. um, you know, the membrillo, which are all very good. And if you like that, you know, by all means, go for it. Um, but don't don't be afraid to try something completely different and really unusual. And you know, if you're if you're suddenly hosting a party, you have some cheese. You can kind of look in your pantry, and you know whatever you find, I'm sure you could make something with it or throw it together just around the plate with the cheese, and it would it could it could work out really well. I think one of the fun things that um, about my job is is not only do I get to you know create wonderful condiments for all these different cheeses, but but I get to make them. I get to make them simple enough that that anyone can do this at home. If you're n- if you're not interested in that, there's many options available to you at, at your local markets. Um, every everywhere from specialty markets to your local grocer, um, farmers markets is a great way for me to get inspired as well. And um, as far as seasonality goes, um, so there's a couple different ways you can approach. Um, cheese pairing. You can start with your condiment or you can start with your cheese. So it's a lot of fun in that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what are some of the local, what are some of the seasonal flavors right now that are really inspiring to you that you've been thinking about incorporating? 
Um, well, it being May and um, having the kind of season that we've had this winter um, has been interesting. Things have been a little bit slow, but um, spring has finally got here. Um, we're really excited to see asparagus. We have some pickled asparagus in front of us that has been pickled with lemon, black pepper, ginger, and garlic. Mm. Um, also really excited about fresh peas. The um, Peas is this fresh peas has this flavor that is just defines the word fresh. Um, very vegetal, very bright, breathes spring. Um, we're also very excited about rhubarb. Um, it's really fun. It's visually enticing for the bright pink that you get. Uh, we like to poach it in uh, rose wine at the restaurant to enhance that nice pink flavor. Another fun thing to do with that is um, with Campari as well. Adds a nice bitterness to your tart, crunchy texture of the rhubarb. Yeah. Well, so this, all this talk of pickles and everything is making me more hungry than I already am. <laughs> it's like the more cheese I eat, the, the hungrier yeah. I get. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so the next cheese that we have to pair is Pollet, which is a raw cow's milk cheese from Consider Bardwell Farm. Uh, it's washed rind cheese, um, but not super stinky. It has like a touch of a nutty pungency, but it's still fairly mild. I would say these wheels are about four months old. Um, so they still have some, the, the, t- the paste is sort of semi-firm and kind of melts in your mouth, but they're still a nice, bright, kind of um, slightly acidic, tangy flavor. Um, so what do you think? I don't know. Brian and I were whispering about the asparagus. I don't know. Yeah, that Absolutely. sounds really good. <clears throat> I mean, that's, uh, with the, a lot of the washed rinds, some of the, um, the pickled foods that we have, um, mustards, again, things that are kind of acidic. I think go really well with washed rinds. So I think the pickled asparagus would be great. Uh, we also have a mustard that we brought with us. If, Lee, if you'd like to talk about that one a little bit as well. Um, we are currently experimenting on some some mustards at Casa Lula. The one that we brought with us today is a dried cherry and rosemary red wine mustard. Um, it's going to be a little bit sweeter than your normal mustard because of the dried cherries, but it's got a really nice herbaceous quality to it because of the rosemary. And the red wine adds a really nice acidity to the mustard seeds. So I'll be interested to see how this pairs because typically in the past with the palette, we've used a much more savory mustard. And this one has got a bit of sweetness to it. Um... I would also recommend perhaps trying the pea pesto with this. Um, it's it's fresh peas that have been um, slightly blanched and mixed with a little bit of fresh garlic, lemon juice, and pecorino cheese. So it's bright, it's got a good acidity, it's very fresh tasting, um, but also very savory at the same time. So I'd be interested to see how Pairing it pairs cheese with, with this. cheese. Yes, <laughs> I like cheese that. with cheese. <laughs> it happens a couple times. <laughs> um, all right, so this looks like a really, really delicious plate. So I have to ask, is there a Casalula cookbook in the works? I mean, all of these condiments yeah. seem like super ripe territory for, uh, for recipes. Brian? Uh, there is a Casalula cookbook in the works. Yay! Um, and it's very much along the lines of the things we're talking about today. Um, the idea is to 
um, create a book full of recipes of things that you can create at home um, that are great condiments to go with a variety of cheeses. It's not intended to be a cheese guidebook. I think there are plenty of those out there that do a great job of that. Um, and it will include the things that we're talking about. Like Lee mentioned, most of what we're doing today you can make at home or you can find some sort of alternative that you can buy in the store. A lot of simple things like the honeys and the mustards and pickles. There's some great uh, handmade stuff out there. Um, and even more complicated things like compotes and um, who knows what else <laughs> you can you can get in specialty food stores. Um, but uh, a lot of this stuff is really fun to make at home. So, um, so when when is the, when can we expect to see this lovely tome? <laughs> no pun intended. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, you shouldn't hold your breath. Uh, right now we're looking at fall of 2013. Ooh. We we literally started working on this in earnest. This week, really. <laughs> We've been talking about it for a long time, but we Very started, we, Dimitri handed in the first text for chapter one yesterday. No, Friday. On schedule, by yes. the way. Yes. Good job. Um, Thanks. Yeah, so that's, that's coming. Well, very, very exciting um, because I feel like, yeah, you guys, um, it's definitely inspiring to taste with you guys because the flavor combinations are so original. Um, all right. So just in the interest of time, because I see that we have more cheeses and it seems like we have airtime left. So we're going to like, we're going to see if we can power through it. Um, our next cheese is um, Queso del Invierno, which is a blend of sheep and cow's milk from Vermont Shepherd um, in Putney, Vermont. Putney, Vermont. These wheels are a little bit on the younger side. They're uh, they're made in January, um, so uh, you definitely get. Um, they taste very bright and sunny to me, um, which is funny because queso del invierno means winter cheese. But I guess they're those sunny winter days. Um, yeah. But you know they have that wonderful nuttiness of the sheep's milk, um, but then a really kind of bright buttery overtone. Um, so I don't know. What do you guys What do you guys think? Um, From having this cheese in the past, uh, I mean, I I truly believe that all cheese changes with the different seasons and and throughout the year. No cheese is ever going to be the same, Um, especially if it's artisan and handcrafted. With with this cheese uh, in the past, I've also, it's funny that you say that it's bright, um, because I've also felt that it's very, not only bright, but I feel like it's very savory. Mm, Um, Yeah. Even though it's buttery and the milk is sweet, I, f- I find it a very savory cheese. Um, I would suggest perhaps uh, maybe um, you could play on that savoriness and go with a roasted cipollini onion. Ooh. Or even perhaps if you want to play on that brightness, uh, we have some orange confit in front of us that has been slightly caramelized by my... Um, lack of attention <laughs> but it actually came out wonderful uh, the burnt orange flavor is really nice um, it adds a little bit of bitterness to the sweetness I think I'm going to go for that one the orange yeah that sounds great yeah I'm interested to try the younger queso del invierno because the last few times it was much more aged kind of drier heart firmer and um, paired well with you know with the mustards and uh, with the brittle that we have some of here here as well but it does seem to be quite different it's a totally different cheese it's really amazing what a difference you know a couple months makes in a cheese's life um i i actually prefer this one 
to the older one at this moment just because I feel like it's a little bit more subtle and expressive. The old one is good, but it really hits you over the head, you know, with the yeah. kind of sharp, fermenty hammer. Um, <laughs> and this one, I think it pairs beautifully with that burnt yeah. orange. Actually, yeah, I just tried that, and it does go very well. Yeah. Um, going back into into textures, um, and since it is very nutty. I do believe that the brittle would go very well with it as well. Today we have a pepita seed, pumpkin seed brittle. Um, We like to change up the flavors. Um, Each nut or ingredient that we put in it drastically changes the taste, but you're still going to get that caramelized buttery texture that you get from the brittle. See if we can make a sound effect here. I saw you trying to do that before. (laughs) I don't know if that worked. Ooh, that sounded good from here. There's a wonderful little crunch. It's like that Nestle crunch noise that they mm-hmm. make. Mm. I think the brittles are definitely one of my favorite things to pair with cheese. The first time I ever had it was from you guys. And I don't know, I'd never really thought of it before. And it just, I love the texture play. I think that's really great. And yeah, I love it. Yeah. Now, the brittles do pair really nicely with, you know, cheeses that are brittle themselves, so crumbly and dry, (coughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but also with some of the more semi-firm cheeses, um, especially sheep's-milk cheeses. I find that the nuttiness goes along really nicely. Yeah. Brittles are one of the pairings that we do that people come in and ask for. They order their cheese by the pairing sometimes. (laughs) Brittles are one of the most popular ones in that category. They fudge is the other one <laughs> we have a couple different fudges that we do with cheeses and yeah. they're yeah. the occasional people that indifferent about the cheese but they want the fudge and the brittle yeah something about that like all-american dessert i don't know gets me every time what's also i think a lot of fun is is when describing cheese think about the words that you're describing and then think and then choose those words to go with a condiment when you're talking about buttery, perhaps you want to try something buttery like a curd. When you're talking about brittle, brittle, crumbly, dry, go with a drier cheese. Um, it can really help you help you lead in the right direction. Um, and now Anne's uh, plating right now some really special cheese that Dimitri brought as a surprise a few episodes ago. We were talking with Carlos Yescas um, about Mexican cheese and Mexican cheesemakers, and Dimitri actually has some with him today. Yes, um, I thought it would be be nice to bring some along with me today because I got a visit yesterday from Carlos and his mother, and um, they had brought some cheese from Mexico for me. So what, what a treat! Yeah. yeah. I feel very, uh, very honored, and um, I told him that I would bring it on the show, and I thought that would be a nice, you know, tie-in with uh, with his interview. So, can you tell us what these cheeses are and describe how they look too, because they're very, yeah. very different from one another. Right. So, there's there are two cheeses, and the first one is called queso de bola. Um, bola meaning ball, and it's actually a small ball-shaped cheese with several layers and they actually all there are three layers as um, Carlos described to me and all three are edible Um, so the interior which is kind of the softest layer is um, is actually a double cream it's cow's milk raw cow's milk Um, and then there is an kind of an inner layer 
and then an outer layer which seems to be quite hard and waxy but is um you know uh, kind of mozzarella it's part of the cheese yes wow i figured it was just wax i cut into it it looks like i was cutting into like a tennis ball exactly i know this one is is perhaps um might still be a little bit cold it's also maybe more aged than it's when when it's typically eaten in mexico um but he um he explained that the way that it's traditionally eaten is you cut off the top and then you mix the inside with some olive oil uh, to make kind of a dip Hmm. The m- middle layer can be melted in, in a quesadilla, and then the outer layer can be stuffed with meat and baked as a like a third dish that you can make with the cheese. Um, he I, says, I don't think anybody's giving full credit to the outer layer. It's so hard that I, I wish I had my video <laughs> camera out last night when Dimitri was trying to cut into it for the first yeah. time. He tried multiple tools, none of which... Would it was like trying to open a coconut? It yeah. was crazy, uh-huh. but it's yeah. like wax. But it's really, really hard. And he ended up breaking a knife. <laughs> and and what finally got through? You brought out the chainsaw? No, no, I, no. I used the chef's knife in the end. But um, I mean, to be to be fair, that knife was already damaged. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> my story's no, funnier. But I do. Th- <laughs> no, it was funny though. That yeah, the tip of the knife did break off at one point. Um, but no, I think it's. Um, you know, I was trying to cut it while it was still cold. And like I said, I think it is more aged than it typically would be. Um, but it's, uh, I thought it would, you know, we were talking earlier, it would be really interesting to make a dish kind of incorporating all three different styles of, in all three layers into one dish. I thought it could be interesting. But uh, I don't know, as it is a little bit difficult to cut into. Um, but I think if you let it get warm and if you also soften it up with olive oil, as Carlos suggests, um, it would make it a lot easier to cut into. And, the, and it, it is nice because you do get three different textures in one. So have we, uh, have we all tasted it? What do we think? It's very acidic. Mm-hmm. Very acidic, very salty as well. It's almost powdery in texture mm-hmm. in a way. you know. And then it kind of melts in your mouth, but yeah, it, it, it breaks creamy. apart. Um, so what would you recommend pairing with this cheese? Well, well, I'd like to see what you guys think from mm-hmm. what, what we have on the table. Well, what are what are some of the condiments we haven't mm-hmm. tried yet? Some of the other condiments that we brought here with us today are a manzanilla olive and jalapeno tapenade. Um, we have our roasted cipollini onions, roasted shiitake mushrooms with thyme, a sweet pea and onion puree, um, orange fennel chip, beet chips uh chips meaning just uh that they're sliced very thin dipped in a sugar syrup and dried um we have some corn nuts as well and a sautern rum raisin chutney and a sesame twill again twill being a cookie wow Mm. the rum raisin chutney sounds like it could be kind of crazy i don't know if it'd be too strong let's Um, go for it what do you think? Or corn nuts? I feel like because yeah. this cheese like reminds me of like Cheetos almost, but in like a pure form. So maybe you could just put junk food with junk food. <laughs> no, I think um, either one of those could go. Well, let's go ahead. And let's try it and see see what we think. All right. We don't have it here, but I'm thinking pesto. We have we have do a we pea pesto, pesto here. A pea pesto, pesto, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm thinking basil or parsley mm. or something. With the corn nut, it kind of tastes like. Um, you know that white popcorn mm-hmm. that comes in the the black bag? <laughs> it's exactly like that. Yeah, real that's smart exactly food. What it tastes like? 
that that's smart food. This is genius food. <laughs> <laughs> very, very interesting. Um, I'd like to try it with the uh, manzanilla olive tapenade. Okay. I think also um, the manzanilla olives in this tapenade um, I really love because I find them to be very buttery. But the jalapeno kind of gives it a nice kick. Um, and they are pickled, so gives a little bit of, you know, the briny and the brininess of the olives, but with a different kind of brininess with the pickled jalapenos. Hmm. Oh, that's good. Mmm, that's very good. Yeah. That, to me, tastes much more Mediterranean, you mm. know? Um, yeah. I guess olives equal Mediterranean, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a... Uh, Almost reminds me of like what you'd get at like a Middle Eastern restaurant, you know, a very fresh cheese with, um, you know, a sort of, yeah, pickly, spicy, olivey thing. Well, that's what the first thought that came to my mind when I tried this cheese for the first time was feta. It tastes a lot like feta to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think olives do go really well with that. Actually, I, I like that pairing a lot. And also, I just wanted to point out that, you know, wh- when we had do these tasting sessions at the restaurant, Sometimes you think you have a good idea, you try it, and you realize that that really, really doesn't work. <laughs> um, so don't be afraid, you know, to try things, but some, you'll know when they don't work. <laughs> um, it's amazing. It's, it's a humbling experience. It really <laughs> surprises me sometimes, because you think, well, I mean, anything can go with anything, more or less, but sometimes certain combinations you expect will go well really, really don't go well at all, and yeah. you can tell right away. Wow. Now, this, this second Mexican cheese is like night and day. Um, yeah. So different from the first. It's very, very dry, very aged, very crumbly. Has an almost has a barnyardy flavor, but also like a fruity mineral quality to it. What is what is this cheese? So yeah, the second one is um, co- excuse me, cotija. Mm, mm-hmm. This is true cotija. I've yes. never had true cotija. This it's is so cotija. exciting. I just get weird crumbles, you know, yeah. that you get at like uh, um, you know, yeah, delis here in the city. Yeah, so it's um, I got a, a sizable wedge. I imagine the wheel is much bigger, um, and yeah, it's it is. Although it is also kind of dry and and it is also a little salty. It does have, like you said, very different flavors. I could not. see this with the pepper jelly. Yeah, maybe. Well, we should try that. <laughs> I also think. Um a lot of a lot of barnyardy cheeses and um, that kind of hay quality um, goes really well with orange flavors. Lots of bright acid as well. So I'd be interested to try it with our um, orange chip with fennel seeds. Ooh. That's slightly caramelized. This is all looking super good. All right, go for the peppers first. I think a lot of I think a lot of texture with the texture of this cheese would go really well because it is so dry. Wow. Yeah, and this orange chip is such a beautiful thing. It's like very, very dark brownish orange with um, just the the sort of nice toasted fennel seeds on the top. Um, It's very, very beautiful and striking. Mm. Something we haven't really talked about is how at Casalula we're generally plating cheeses in three to five per order. I mean, we can do as many as you want, but those are probably the most common. And so a lot of thought by these two goes into coming up with multiple pairings for each cheese so that when we do a plate, it's not like we've got five cheeses and each has their one pairing and you could end up with five sweet things or four pickles or something like that. So for every cheese that we have, 
they've chosen several different pairings from different categories. And I mean, how how, how do you guys divide the categories? Like fruit, savory, pickles, mustards, well, first and candies. Yeah, first and foremost, it's sweet and savory. So we try to pick at least one sweet and one savory uh, condiment for each cheese that we that we get. Um, but then, yeah, then further on down, we have yeah general categories as you mentioned. Um, yeah, some of the, some of the categories or well, quote unquote categories that I've come up with are um, chutneys, mustards candies, um, roasted items, whether it be uh, fruit or vegetables, uh, purees, um, pestos. It's a lot yeah. of categories. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. You know. But I think the important thing is that for every cheese, there are lots of different things that can pair beautifully with it in yeah. lots of different styles, as we're finding out today. You know, we like nuts and jellies with one cheese. Yeah. Or so the grand finale of our cheese party is, um, and it's fitting, fittingly so, it's called Boucher Blue. Um, this is a raw cow's milk blue from Green Mountain Blue Cheese in Vermont. Quite spicy. Really, really packs a punch. I mean, if you want a blue cheese that bites you back, this is the one that you get. Um, the texture is still nice and creamy, but there's this really lingering peppery quality that just kind of stays on your tongue. Um, so this one... My immediate thoughts would go to like, you know, the the little twill that we began with. Actually, you know, right. something that's desserty and sweet. Um, I feel like blue cheese pairs really nicely with ports and sweet wines, and so to have a sweeter condiment might be a a, a cool thing. Um, but what do you guys think about pairing blues with different things? Because blues are very strong flavors, and they necessitate, I'm sure, you know, careful pairing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think. As you said, the the sweet pairing is um, is what we most often turn to because it does really go well. Uh, Brian was talking about the pairings that are most often asked for, and one of them is the brown sugar fudge, and that is one that we pair most of the time with blue cheeses. Um, I think yes, I think I've had that. That is awesome. The brown sugar fudge, it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, so I think. From what we have here today, the yeah the pecan twill would be a good choice. Um, I think the sesame twill might be an interesting one, just because it's a little bit earthier and not not just sweet. Um, so that's something I would want to try with this cheese. Um, pecan twill is a winner. <laughs> <laughs> I but like I to call the pecan twill pecan crack. Yeah. yeah, because I feel like it could go well with anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's good that I don't know favorites. how to make that. Yeah. <laughs> One of the great joys in my life is that I sometimes get to walk into the kitchen and Lee is making pecan twills, which are circles, which means she's cutting out and leaving lots of scraps. And I <laughs> get to have a whole meal of pecan twill scraps, scraps. every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another sweet pairing that we brought here today that I think we haven't mentioned um, is the lemon lavender marshmallow. Whoa. So one thing that we do that often surprises people at Casalula is different flavored marshmallows. Um, sweet ones, but also savory ones. We've had carrot marshmallows in the past, beet marshmallows, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and those, it's something that's unexpected, but the texture does often go really nicely with blue cheese. And the, um, it's sweet. I'm cutting it. It's very difficult to cut <laughs> yeah, <they're very laughs> into sticky. lots of small pieces. Mm-hmm. Well, you're lucky because, you know, up until now, 
Lee was doing a whole pan that I would then cut up into squares to order. Um, but now we're doing them into small little buttons, which are much easier to handle during service. But um, yeah, I think that this would be nice as well because it's it's sweet, but it's also because it's lemon and lavender. There's some of that citrusy and floral qualities to it as well, which can mm. go quite nicely with that's the cheese. So that's awesome. weird and so yeah. good. I think that's my favorite. <laughs> Mine too. Go, Dimitri. <laughs> It's like you do this for a living or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think with, with blue cheeses, um, even though they all kind of have that uh, strong, um, pungent uh, similarity between each other, but I really find the difference between each blue cheese completely different from the next. Um, some of them I actually do find more savory than others, and I think for that reason they go very well with pickled items. Uh, it can sometimes really help give you a, a different kind of level of savoriness to a blue cheese. Um, but a lot do pair well with sweet uh, fruits in particular. Blue cheese and marshmallows. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are geniuses. Um, well, we are out of time, sadly. I could do this all night. You know, yeah. it's like cheese, uh, cheese pairing marathon. I know where you can do it all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell everybody where Casalula is and your website and all that jazz. Uh, Casalula is on West 52nd Street between 9th and 10th Avenues in Hell's Kitchen in New York City. Our website is www.casalula.com. That is spelled the Latin way. C-A-S-E-L-L-U-L-A. Um, and you can get all the important information there. Well, thank you guys so much. It has been a delicious 100th episode. Yep, thanks for celebrating with us. Thank and you. Uh, we hope you'll come back because <laughs> this you. is too fun not to not to try again. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back next Monday with another episode of Cutting the Curd. Stay tuned. Bye. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Cutting the Curd. Hosted by Ann Saxelby. You're listening to Cutting the Curd. Hosted by Anne Saxelby. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You're listening to you can find all of our archive programs on HeritageRadioNetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.